Hello, friends. Welcome to Success for Whole Ass Humans. I'm your host, Shari Bellucci, success strategist and well being coach for entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, activists, and thought leaders. I'll be your guide as well as your companion along the journey to cultivating a life grounded in your version of success while navigating the ups and downs that come with living a life as a whole ass human. We're often all going through such similar experiences, and yet we still feel isolated in them. I've created this space because I know that there's power in having our experiences normalized and how deeply transformative it is to know that you are not alone. If you're going through an experience that's challenging or complex in your life or business, and your brain has hit a wall, I want this to be the space that helps you open up that dialogue and conversation with yourself so you can explore and look at things in a way that ultimately helps you feel better and lighter. Like all of my content, my intention is not to present a one-size-fits-all solution, but to offer you possibilities to help you move through the stuckness so you can truly embrace your identity as someone who gets to create wild success, whatever that means for you, while being a whole-ass human. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey y'all, today I am going to talk about how to build an audience of potential clients instead of people who just think you're cool and inspiring. I'm really excited to dive into this topic because I think a lot of people end up building an audience online, but they don't actually see that audience translating into people who take action with them. And so I want to talk a little bit about that today so that you can be building your audience intentionally with people who actually want to participate in the offers that you have to sell or the the actions that you want them to take with you. So when I think about selling online, I think that selling online is kind of a three-step process, okay? So the first piece is you want to build an audience of potential clients, or if you're a nonprofit or you're in a slightly different space, you can adapt whoever your target audience is, but you want to build an audience of people who are potential clients or potential donors. And the second step is going to be all about warming them up, how you can build relationships with them through connection, and that's based on value. And the third step is going to be about sharing and inviting them into your offer or sharing that pitch or that that fundraising opportunity. So three steps, building the audience, warming them up, inviting them into your offer. And so it's the combination of these three that really allow us to translate the audiences that we're building online into actual customers, people who want to participate in our offers, people who want to consume our content, people who we're actually able to serve and help because we've attracted the right people in. And so I want to spend most of today talking about that step one of how to build that audience of potential clients so that you can just kind of have a couple of helpful frames in terms of how you approach content and building that audience online so that you can make sure that they're filled with the kinds of people who would be a good fit for your paid offers. Because for most of us, we're not just posting content to post content, right? We're posting content with the intention of being able to make money and help people through our paid offers or being able to raise money and make the transformation and change we want to be able to make through the, what those dollars do in terms of operations and programs. And so we want to think about like, making our content work for us so that we're connecting with the right people and able to like do that greater work that actually happens 
through the exchange of money. So in terms of that step one of building the audience of potential clients, I think one really helpful mindset shift that you can use is when you're interacting online with with different people is to think about giving the engagement you want to receive. So if we want people to engage with us by commenting on posts, by sharing our posts, by actually like responding to the calls to action. So if we've asked a reflection question at the bottom of our post, like how does this apply to your life or what is your biggest takeaway or which of these are you most excited for, you know, any kind of engagement question. If you want people to actually respond to those questions in your posts, you need to be going out and giving that kind of engagement on other people's posts too, right? And so there's two things that's powerful about this. One, from like an energetic and relational perspective, we're giving in addition to getting. And so we're giving the kinds of things we also want to receive. Two, we're also priming that relationship so that it's reciprocal and it doesn't feel it's only coming, the exchange is only in one direction. And two, it's also very illuminating for us. If we know that we need to be giving the engagement we want to receive, it kind of forces us to put ourselves in our audience's shoes. And if you're going out and being like, wow, this is exhausting to have to type a response to this question. Now you have the kind of data that lets you know, okay, maybe the calls to action that I'm actually putting my posts are a little bit too intense for someone to be able to respond to, right? Because a lot of the time when we're on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever platforms that you're using, like it's one, one post is one of many things that we're seeing in our newsfeed. And it's one of many things that we're often doing at once. So like, that's not the time or place where people want to go in depth with a full on response or a really insightful, vulnerable moment, right? People really are looking for those quick interactions or the ability to say, oh, that's so good. Or do that quick like, or like drop an emoji, something that's like, very low barrier engagement, right? And so I think what one of the powerful things that happens is when you put yourself in the position of giving the kind of engagement you want to receive, you start to get to an idea of what's really involved in giving that level of engagement and you can tweak your strategies in accordance with the level of engagement that makes sense for your people. So for instance, I have different clients in different industries and one of my clients is in the health and wellness space. And then I have another client that might be a service provider who's at, like helping people build out their client experiences. And so depending on the types of people that they're attracting through their businesses, the type of personality might be different. So someone who's dealing with a health and wellness might not want to put all of their like super personal information into a social media comment, right? Whereas someone who's building out a workflow might feel really comfortable just typing in a question or a comment of something that they're struggling with. So it's just really helpful to have that lens and be like, is the issue that we're covering something that people feel comfortable talking about? And is is the platform that I'm asking for that engagement on, is that a match, right? So if you're dealing with really sensitive information that is either really personal and vulnerable or is covered by like HIPAA or health complaint, not complaints, health restrictions, like then you might want some more private containers for doing that, right? So that might be email or you might have that your content focused not on those types of things, but have them focus on other things that people feel more willing to share. Does that make sense? So I think that's just really a, a helpful tool is to think about giving the kind of engagement you want to receive. It it just opens those channels of reciprocity and it also gets you in the habit of looking at your own strategy and realizing how much you're really asking of people and if that aligns with the kinds of people that you are trying to build your audience with. 
The other thing that I think is really powerful and something I see trapping a lot of people when they first enter the online space and putting out content or people who are like new to social media is not putting out the kind of content that they want to attract people to. So this might look posting a picture of your cat or your dog because you think it's cute and it's going to get likes, but it has really nothing to do with how you like to help people and serve people. And so you're creating a connection point that's not actually what you want to go deeper with people on. Does that make sense? And so in terms of the content we put out there, we want the content that we're putting out there to be the type of content that we actually want to attract people to so that it feels connected when we actually move into talking about the ways that they can take action from us, right? So if we're putting out content of cute stuff that isn't necessarily related to the work that we're doing, we're building a connection point that doesn't allow you to deepen, like we're attracting people in one thing and then we're switching our message and it can feel really disconnected. And so you end up with an audience of people who think you're really cool or inspiring or connected with you on that one thing, but it's not actually the intention for why you're growing your audience. And so that can lead to some disconnects there in terms of actually translating that into having people take action. So A really good example might be, let's take my health and wellness client, right? So she might want to put out a piece of content about her journey with health, or she might want to write a story about one of her clients and the journey that her client went through and how she helped support someone from going from having all of these symptoms and how she applied her approach in her program and how they were able to feel that transformation on the other side, right? And I think as the person putting out that content, it can feel, wow, this feels like a hard pitch or it feels like, I don't know, sleazy to be putting out all of the client stories. But what's really powerful about that, and I think the process that happens for your audience, is they then can see themselves in those stories being reflected and make the connection between you being the person who's able to help them. And so that sets you up in a really good position of building trust, of building relationship, of delivering value so that when it's time to ask people to take action, it just makes it's such a logical ask at that point because they're convinced, oh, this person does know how to help with this issue. Here's all the ways that they've like explained how they help people with this key issue. I've seen so many posts about different circumstances of how they help people. I really believe in the way that they help people and the approach that they take. I think it really makes a difference. It's kind of a no-brainer to give my money towards that. Does that make sense? And so I think making sure that the content you're putting out is what you actually want to attract people to. The other big way I see people getting tripped up over this is putting out like inspirational quotes to fill out and round out their content, but it's not actually at all related to like their philosophy or the work that they do. It's just they want to have like content to be putting out there. And I think this can be a real disservice to your ultimate goal with creating content and building your audience. And so what I would invite you to do there is if you are needing some some shorter form content, some content that's easier to put together, that doesn't require as much brain space and creativity, and you want to like use a quote as an option, Select quotes that you can tie back to your purpose and your mission and the work that you do or the transformation that you deliver in your containers, okay? So I do this through my content. I have quotes constantly. They're quotes that are taken from videos like this that I do. But if you don't have any like core content base that you can pull from, you can totally use your client's words. You can use 
famous quotes and then give your interpretation of how this plays out for clients, right? So an example is if you have, let's see, like an Einstein quote about the power of doing the impossible, right? Then what you would do is like, depending on your line of work, you would want to make some sort of connection there of being like, we believe in doing the impossible because what we've seen to be true is that people come in having the challenge of thinking that it's impossible to overcome their their health symptoms and feel a better life. And what we do here is we actually go walk people through this process and we're all about making the impossible possible. Or you could say, you know, this quote from Einstein really resonates because one of our core values is all about making the impossible possible for our clients. How do you think about what are some things that you have been told are impossible that you would like to make possible? You see what I'm saying? You just want to like tie that in a little bit close so it's not so random and so that you're just using it as an opportunity to like deepen your connection with your people and show them more of what you're about as opposed to feeling random and not necessarily intentional. Does that make sense? And on that vein, I just really quickly want to say like quality over quantity every time when it comes to sharing content. So if that means you can only show up three times a week with really good content, that is totally perfectly acceptable. Instead of trying to post like every single day or multiple times a day, which is another thing I see people doing that really hurts them because the algorithms on some platforms will actually punish you for posting too often because you don't get the full cycle of being able to like have the reach with that one message before you turn around and add another message. So it almost cuts off the reach of your first message if you double post. That's a conversation for a different day, but just wanted to put that plug in. If you're feeling like overwhelmed by having to create a lot of content, I would say like choose a minimum threshold that feels sustainable, whether that's twice a week, whether that's three times a week, and commit to that and getting that down. And you'll find that it's easier to add on as you like get in the hang of it and aren't really able to produce that type of content rather than putting filler content that's disconnected isn't really doing the work of building that connection and that relationship with your people. Does that make sense? And then the last thing that I want to talk about here in terms of helpful rules of thumb for building this audience is to teach your people how to participate and engage with you, right? So like as humans, we are very simple creatures and because when we're interacting in the online space, we're often doing so in a really bite-sized manner in the nooks and crannies of our life. And so the more you can take away decision fatigue for your people and just ask explicitly for what you want them to do, the easier it's going to be for them to take that action. So if you want people to book a call with you, please explicitly state in your post that they should go and book a call with you and where to find the link. If you want them to tag someone or write a comment, like literally I would state it out in plain English as simply as possible, we would love to hear in the comments what you think about X. Another way that you can even do that is by kind of going back to the first message that I shared in like giving the engagement you want to receive is asking a question and be we're going to go first and go ahead and answer your own question in the first comment. And just like start getting that conversation ball rolling because it's so much easier to jump on a wheel that's already 
going you know what I mean to like jump on the bandwagon when you see people like starting that conversation than it is to be the first person to post it what you'll then see is like people just like your posts and move on and you don't get a ton of engagement and so the more you can actually ask people to participate and almost like train them and I think this is a big part of the strategy that people use in terms of like giveaways and things like that is like people are really investing in incentivizing their people to take that action so If you want people to submit an entry into a contest or you want them to, I don't know, reply or send you a DM, like you might offer an additional incentive. If you're a service provider, you might say like, I'm going to give a bonus one-to-one session for the first people that that DM me. Or you might say, drop your thoughts in the comments below. When you comment, you'll be entered into a giveaway and you'll receive XYZ. So you can even like add some, whether that's like value or financial incentive to encourage people to participate in the ways you want them to. But it doesn't have to be financial, but it is just really helpful to like basically prime and teach your people how you want to them to respond how you want them to participate and to reward that because then they get in the habit of knowing like okay when I see this person's post this is how they like get really excited when I interact with them and so it just reinforces that brain that part of our brains that like teach us how to act in which situations and so I think that's just super powerful and helpful to remember is like instead of assuming that people know what to do with your post tell them what you want them to do in the post. And I think you'll see such a big difference if you're not doing this and you start in like how much quick, how much more quickly people will start to actually participate in the ways that you're looking for. So I invite you to be super explicit about that and just see how that changes the engagement in your content. The last thing I want to talk about today is just the idea of when you're building an audience online and you're building an audience of potential clients, customers, donors is now versus later clients. And so I think it's really easy to want to see the immediate turnaround. And I definitely want that for all of my clients is to see that like fast return. But also don't discount the fact that like when you're building an audience, you're also building an audience of later clients. And so the people that that are entering your audience might not be a yes right now, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to be a yes later. And so to always treat them with the possibility that they are a potential yes. And so I think that just makes it easier to stay committed to your strategy, to feel good, to feel like the work that you're doing is not (laughs) in vain and is not paying off. These are just like later clients. This has been really true for me in my business when I've had open spots for a program or have asked for discovery calls, the people that actually get on the discovery calls are people that I met with like a while back and had some sort of other interaction with, whether that was like I met them at an event or we had a conversation a while ago, they come back. And often like as buyers, that's just how we are. You've ever like been online shopping, right? You might browse something, add a couple things to your cart and then you get an email from someone from that store and then you like go back and like oh you're like oh yeah I forgot I wanted this and then you finally buy it but maybe it's three months or six months later and so this is true for our people too like they're busy humans they have a lot of priorities in their life their news feeds are busy their inboxes are busy and so sometimes they just need that invitation and that explicit reminder to become a yes for you 
And so I think it's just really helpful to know that like your audience who hasn't said yes, the people who have not bought from you, they're still part of those potential later yeses. And you get to like help move them along to becoming a yes faster through building more connections and more value in your content. And then alternatively, I think we can get really caught up in engagement metrics, but what I've just found to be so true And this has been true for me, like as the service provider getting clients, but it's also true for some of my behavior as a customer and a client of other people. And this is like, (laughs) this is the mindfuck of the online space. Okay. But there are lurkers who love you and you will never know that they're lurking. And so sometimes I think that's just such a powerful reminder if you're doing lives and you don't have a lot of people tuning in, if you're putting out posts and you aren't seeing as much engagement as you're hoping to, if you're doing Instagram stories, if you're sending out emails and you're not like seeing replies and you're just feeling a little bit discouraged, like don't forget that there are lurkers out there who love you, people who are opening your stuff who are reading and never commenting, never saying anything, sometimes not even liking the post but that doesn't mean they've not seen it. And so I think that's a really helpful reminder is sometimes people are in the background consuming our content, having a relationship with us that we're unaware of, reading our posts and being like, yeah, that feels so true. Like, I love it. And like getting happy when they get our updates and following along our journey. And it's not until we finally make that invitation into our offer or invite them to take that action that we actually see that. So I've seen this to be true for me is I've had, I've put out information about a free session and the people who get on the call are people I've never even met. I didn't even know were like, you know, active people because we never engaged in any other way, but they had actually been following some of my stuff, really resonated with it. And so when I had the right offer that felt like they wanted to jump on board, like they just went ahead and booked the call. And so I think that's just so important to remember is you, every single person, every single person who has an online audience has a pool of lurkers who love them. And so don't forget that sometimes it's just helpful to speak to that or to continue inviting people into your offers and into taking action with you because there are people that you may not be aware of. We're not always aware of the people, you know, who need followed up with and who need nurturing. We want to take care and tend really well to those people, but there's always a pool of people who are getting ready behind the scenes. And so we want to serve them too. And the best way that we can serve them is by continuing to show up and provide things that they can consume and get value from and build connection with us based on, and then inviting them into finally taking that action. Because if we never ask them to take action, we will never actually be able to serve them because they're being served by the content, but they're not engaging with it. And so I think that's just super powerful to remember is everyone has lurkers who love you. If you have a post that you feel like should have gotten a lot of engagement, you loved it, you put your heart and soul into it, just tell yourself that one was for the lurkers and the lurkers loved it. So I hope these tools are helpful and just helping you reframe some things that you can do mentally as you approach building relationships with your people online and how to build an audience of people who are potential clients versus just building connections with people who think you're cool and inspiring because we're all here to be be able to deliver the massive amount of transformation, the maximum amount of support and service that we can be, and that involves getting paid and compensated well for the work that we do. So that's all I have for y'all today. So glad you could join me and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye y'all. 
Thank you for listening to Success for Whole Ass Humans. If you enjoyed this episode or have found this podcast valuable in your business journey, please leave us a review so that more people can find us and we can keep spreading the message that we get to be whole ass humans and create wild success. If you want to connect with me more, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Shari Bellucci, and I will see you all next time.